All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good Thursday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Uh, boys, big show today. Craig Button standing by, uh, waiting to join us. We'll get to him in one sec. Lots to chat about. The Sens, uh, they've lost, so clearly they're not going to go 82-0 and this season based on them losing the one preseason game. Yep. They're done. <laughs> there goes the playoffs. When are we blowing it up? <laughs> yeah. ring, ring order on hold. <laughs> anyway, uh, don't want to waste too much time. The, I guess uh, I should just ask and start and see how you guys are doing. Yorkie, I'd like to say congrats as you just posted on Twitter that you mm-hmm. are going to be a grandpa uh, coming yeah. up here soon. I got to think of a cool name because everyone's now it's like Papa or my wife's <laughs> going to be Gigi. I, so we got to, we got to, our listeners have to give me some cool handle so I'm not called Grandpa. <laughs> big Yorkie. <laughs> I just want to be called Yorkie. Yeah. You've never been called big before. You do it now. Oh, yeah. I'm skinny fat. Skinny fat. Yeah. Hey, Bob, uh, you know what that's all of it. Oh, don't I ever. I, it's 15 years of it, pal. <laughs> uh, well, congrats, Yorkie. Uh, looking Thanks, forward guys. to this. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out what we can do for a gift. I don't know. Are you registered somewhere? Do you get the grandfather a gift? <laughs> it's not grandfather. It's big Yorkie. Uh, <laughs> all right uh i'm not wasting any more time with you two uh let's get right to it welcome into yeah. our show craig button director of scouting at tsn uh one of the nicest people i've ever run into and i still appreciate all the time you have uh, given me over the years my friend hi hi thank you thank you for the very kind words you know i have a great appreciation for you so jason and in, in full disclosure i'm going to be a grandfather here in about six weeks Congrats, and so congrats. going through the going through the same old things about names. So my uh, my uh, daughter's father-in-law, his name is Greg and I'm Craig. So they've decided I shouldn't say they've decided, but what they would like to do, he can be called g and they're going to call me c I don't that's know how that's going to work, but <laughs> it, it sounds better than grandpa. So we'll, we'll just see how it all unfolds. When is the when is the due date for you to be? A grandfather sometime in march sometime around okay, mid, yeah. mid-march it's it's gonna happen uh you know what i like for you we could call you g-wagon that's hey, <laughs> what's that g-wagon big yorkie and g-wagon okay <laughs> <laughs> look out for ladies 
<laughs> we'll try that one on for size. <laughs> All right. I listen, we got a lot to get to your, uh, Greg, I don't want to waste your time. So uh, you've had a lot of good things to say about the Sens lately. You could probably run for mayor right now in Ottawa <laughs> oh, with the way things in. have gone. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to get to this quote right now. I was going to save it to later, but damn it. We're going to get to it. So you said, I think this was on Sun Monday. Maybe if I, was the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'd be really, really worried about the Ottawa Senators. Do you stand by that comment? Are the Sens better than the Leafs? I don't know if they're better, but but I think they can be as good. And, you know, there's a lot of context there. And You, you know, you make a comment, it gets posted. You know, we all run into that and everything. And, and I'll just dive into it a little bit deeper. You know, last year, you know, the, the New Jersey Devils really made a push up the standings. I, I, I compared the Ottawa Senators to New Jersey last year. If, if I would have said last year at this time, the New York Rangers should be really, really worried about the New Jersey Devils, I probably it probably would have been scoffed at. Well, the New Jersey Devils, we saw what they did. The New Jersey Devils had more points than the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. The Ottawa Senators had way more points in, in the season heading into the year that I thought than the New Jersey Devils. I think the work they've done, the additions they've had, you know, you get young players. Jason and Bobby, you've both been part of teams that were successful. You've been part of younger teams. And as good as the talent may be, are you ready to really take it to the next level? I, I think the Ottawa Senators are. And if you go back to last year, mid-November on, maybe a little bit later, that was a good team in Ottawa. That was a really good team, and we know that they can't afford a slow start this year. No team can. But I, I look at all the elements that they have in their team, the, the, the goaltending tandem that I think will be really good for everybody. The defense is stronger. And the forward group, it's not just a talented group. I, I think they're a competitive hard group, and I think they're ready to stand up to the challenges, and I think they're ready to take a real significant step forward. And I, I think it's realistic. And when I compare them to New Jersey, I see that as something that, that I think that, are, that, that they can accomplish and, and be a really good team. Okay. I will wait till we get further on before I ask the playoff question. That's too easy right now. I'm going to save it. <laughs> he already, he already, he already, Craig already said it. He said that I heard him when he, uh, I saw it live. He said they're a playoff team. Yep. Well, you can't ruin my show like this, Yorkie. But they, it's, it's old news. I've been saying it. All the smart all right. guys in hockey have been saying it. All the smart guys. Even, Here we go. Even the dumb ones like me, Jason. Oh, like you know, where, it's, where I think it's obvious, and hey, all I got to do is go guys. on social media to hear how dumb I am. So if I ever think I'm smart, I just remind myself by clicking into social media. Yeah, click the mentions, and we'll all find out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Craig, the next thing I want to ask about is on on social media. If you look lately on the Xbox machine, as I like to call it, um, you will see all kinds of postings about Tim Stutzla and whether or not can he get more than 90 points? Is he a 90 point player? Is the rest of the NHL world now starting to appreciate Tim Stutzla? They should be. And I, I, I use the New Jersey Devils. As, as where I think the Senators can go this year with their young talent. Well, I think Tim Stutzler could do exactly the same things as Jack Hughes did last year. Jack Hughes emerged as a superstar. And I think that Tim Stutzler is right on the cusp of being a superstar. And, and, and he's got an attitude, and, and I say this in the most positive way. He, he has this can-do attitude. And, you know, Pierre made the trade for Alex DeBrincat last year, trying to bring him in. But the attitude that I like from Tim is he said, hey, if Alex doesn't want to be here, that's fine. We like the group we have. Move on to someplace you want to be. I think to be a good team, Jason and Bobby, you know this, everybody has to be wired in together. It doesn't mean that at different points in time you're not looking out to, to make sure you put yourself in a great position contract-wise or whatnot, but good teams are all bonded together, and the players are bonded together. And I think that Tim Stutzla has, has demonstrated that not just through his play, but also through his commentary. Hey, we got a good group here and we believe in ourselves. And I think they're ready to go out and show that. And, you know, the other thing about Tim Stutzler that I think gets a little bit under the radar, he he's a chippy player. He's not afraid yeah. to, you know, cross that line. He's not one bit. Of, and, and I like that. I like that a lot about the Ottawa Senators players. I think they have an attitude about him. Claude Giroux, you know, we know what Brady Kachuk can do. Tim Stutzler do that. 
you know, you, you, you're ready to push it a little bit further over that line. Good teams do it. I, I just want to be quick on this. We, we all probably saw last night what happened in the Vegas LA game. When Mark Stone got hit in that exhibition game mm. by Hayden Hodgson, there was no hesitation from Stone, Brett Howden, Alec Martinez. It didn't matter if it was the second exhibition game. It doesn't matter that Alec Martinez has three Stanley Cups. They said not happening on our watch. I think that the Ottawa Senators have that type of attitude, and I, I'm looking forward to watching them push their way uh, as a team in, in, into a status along with Tim Stutzla as somebody to be reckoned with. I I think that's a a very accurate statement. Not having been around, having been around some of the players, but not this core group. I think this core group is that tight. I think I just get that sense. You watch them play; they all have that little bit of X factor, um, and they all stick up for one another. I so I watched the hit this morning with Stone and the reaction, and I thought the same thing. So um, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad we talked about it because I do agree. I think that this team's that tight. If anybody ran and Brady could chuck like that. There'd be five guys on the ice going right back at that kid. No, oh, yeah. it would just be Brady. Well, Brady, I'll say, yeah, but you know what? Stoner did it too. Nobody's going to hit Brady like that because they're not wanting to pay the consequences. Oh, no, you hit Brady like that, you better hope you get five at a game. Craig, 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 I was just listening to you go on, and, and, and the word that comes to my mind when I listen to you talk about the centers, I, I love this word, swagger. They've, they've got some swagger, don't they? Like, Stutzla's a young guy, but he's confident. And and I I find if you want to get to the next level, it's like you, you're it's not really cocky. It's just that belief in yourself and that swagger. I think Stutzla just oozes swagger. I agree with you. And I, I'm going to go back to both your experience and, and Bobby's experience. You're both at a stage of your career when you're young, where you're trying to find your way in the NHL. And, and you know you're talented, you know you have the ability, but you're still trying to find your way. And as you find your way, you start to have some success. And now what comes with it is confidence. And as you gain greater confidence, and not only individually, but as a group, you walk more confidently. And then you start to have that swagger. I was at a function on Tuesday night here in Calgary, and Mark Messier was talking along with Lanny McDonald. And Mark talked about, he goes, you know, we were confident. Yeah, we had swagger, but he goes, we believed in ourselves and we believed that we could beat anybody. He said, it took us a little bit of time to reach that point. But when we did, we were, we were, we were in a place where we had that belief, that belief in one another, which transcended into a team that was very successful. And I, I think that that's, that's where the Senators find themselves. You come into the league as a young player, you know you're talented and you, you've been drafted high or, you know, you're finding your way, you know you're going to be a regular, but you still got to build that, that base of, of confidence and belief. And, and that's why I think the Senators are in a good spot and ready to, to take those steps. And I know, Brett, you wanted to ask the question later, but, I mean, the playoffs to me are, are something that is that – it's not just a hope anymore. It, it, it has to be the reality. And, and I think they see it as such. Okay, so today it came out that Andre Vasilevsky just had surgeries out eight to ten weeks. Does this change – Ottawa and the chances for them in the Eastern Conference and specifically the Atlantic Division. I, I see all of them as a playoff team with Vasilevsky healthy and playing. I, I, I don't see them much like I saw in New Jersey last year. I just, I thought there was too much there. And so, yeah, we can look at other teams and is Tampa Bay is strong without Vasilevsky as they are with them. No, we know the answer to that. No, you can't lose really good players and still be as good. I don't think the uh, Ottawa Senators have to be concerned with other teams falling back or losing players. I think they're good enough on their own to compete against teams in the Eastern Conference and, and establish themselves as a team that, that, that can be reckoned with. You, you think back a couple of years ago when uh, the late Eugene Melnick made the comment about we're going to be a contender, and, 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 and here we are, 2023. I know people get excited at different points, and you think you might be a little bit ahead of it. To me, they're right there. They're right on track now to be where he thought they could be at this point in time. So I don't think they have to rely on other teams not being good enough or other teams losing key players. I think the Senators can do it on their own merits and their own talent. So, Craig, there's a little bit of a trend going on ex exhibition right now. We kind of talked about it before we came on the show. Eric Branstrom last night, 
played 30 minutes. I think Shabbat <laughs> was close to, what was he, Brent? Here, 30, Shabbat 30, was 3105. Uh, Chikrin was 2947. And Sanderson was 2701 in the last three games. Yeah. What, what's your take on, on guys playing that much minutes this early in, 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 the, in the preseason? Well, clearly it was a must-win game for the Senators. Because is there any other reason to play those guys that many minutes? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you think about preseason, okay? So it, it, it's a, it, it's September 27th. It's the early days of preseason. Again, I'm going to go back to your own experiences, you guys. You know, you're trying to find your rhythm in, in, into the in, into the season. You know, it's early. If it was October 5th, you want to play somebody a little bit more. You know, I would say that. But when you're playing that many minutes. And, and I make the joke, those are must-win games when you're trying to play your top players those types of minutes. And I think we talk about the balance of the Ottawa Senators and where they find themselves deeper on the blue line, deeper up front. I, I see it as completely unnecessary in a, in a preseason game at this point. And I think like, if I was the manager, if I was Pierre Dorian, I'd be going down and saying, what's going on here? Like we, this is not a must-win game. This is not something where we have to play these guys these many minutes. And I think that as players are trying to get themselves ready for the regular season, the regular season's a grind, as you know. And mm -hmm. to me, it's about getting prepared and not taxing players too early with that many minutes. And and to me, that that's my own philosophy, my own belief. I, I, I'm shocked uh, when you see the, the, those uh, minutes for those players at this point in the preseason. I think like, I don't um, understand. I just I, don't. Well, I, 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 I don't, don't even comprehend how <laughs> yeah. they have got thirty but, minutes tonight. Just to be clear, though, guys, because uh, being at that end, it's it's it is the responsibility. The, the D coach has full anatomy when when you're running the D back there. Like obviously, yeah. there's a game plan, but in exhibition, it's the D coach that rolls the D. So like a lot of people are pointing the finger at DJ. Well, he's not changing the D. It's the D coach. So, like, that's what people have to realize, too. And yeah, I, I don't get it either. I'm with Craig. But, yeah, that's a lot of minutes, man. I remember playing 30 minutes. And whoa, that's, oh. that's hard on the body. Like, yeah. groins, hip flexors early in the season. Like, it's you, you got to be careful. You do. I think we're – I mean, we're only what? It's happened to all three of the big guys. And, and at this point, you're, you're moving into the point where you're cutting guys. Those four guys are now going to be sharing the bench. And yeah. you're not going to see – and because we're talking about it and everybody's talking about it. you're not going to see it again that being said that's a lot of minutes that are going to be you're going to have chikrin sanderson or shabbat on the ice at all times in about a week so let's get excited about that as opposed to <laughs> chat yeah no good you know, point, we're, we're, we're a week away from it they all got it once they're all they're all healthy and we're moved past it but um that top four man that's going to be fun to watch when you have yeah. those guys on the ice at all times agreed oh yeah. It, it, again, it, it gives coaches a sense of security yeah. <laughs> that, you know, things can be handled, right? You know, Bobby, I'm going to talk about you as a, as, as a really talented big player. You knew when you could take advantage of a lesser defenseman, whether it be from a skill point of view or a physical point of view. And good teams didn't give you as many of those opportunities. And that's how you try to build your group. And I think that's exactly what I see with the Ottawa Senators. You know, you, you have those top four. You, you know, Zub has really developed into a really good, solid player in, in, in the top two pairs. You know, you got Travis Hamannick now who can, you know, manage his minutes down there. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if Tyler Clevin can hold on to a spot. I think his promise is really significant, you know, how quickly he can grab a spot and contribute. But th that size, that length, I think it gives him even more of an opportunity. We, we, we talked a little bit about Eric Bradstrom. But if I put all those seven defensemen in, in, into the in, – in, in, onto the plate – I'm pretty happy <laughs> about yeah. what they all can do, not only individually, but collectively, and how as a coach you can use them, deploy them, and and, and, and not feel vulnerable uh, against really any team. I, I think that's what good teams are built off of. Okay. I won't get upset, Bobby, if they don't play Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, Jake Sanderson, and Eric Branstrom 30 minutes for the rest of the preseason. But I don't no. know that that's not going to happen. Deal because I think we're, okay. I think there's some decisions to be made on the lower end of that. That, uh, yes, so, so they're you're not going to see it again. They all got and, and okay, 
I'm I'm get, I'm with Craig. I'm I'm guessing DJ and the D coach probably got a little bit of a whack from Pierre saying, "What are we doing?" <laughs> but that leads I me. I got I a, so I got a question. Then I got two, but I'm going to get to Josh Bailey in a sec. The first one, Shane Pinto, because that may affect who those blue liners are. Uh, Craig, what is your assessment on the Shane Pinto situation of how we've gotten this far and not had a resolution? Well, I mean, can I use an example of Brady Kachuk? You know, he it was a few years back when he didn't, he, you know, he missed the early part of camp. I, I don't get concerned at this point in time. I, I You know, I believe the, the parties, they're working at it. Obviously, there's some salary uh, cap implications for the Senators that you got to work through. I think Shane is a is a real key player when we talk about the Senators moving forward and taking those next steps. And I, in my own belief, and I know as a manager at different points, you go through these times, you, you believe that it will get done and you keep working at it. And everybody wants it to be done yesterday. But I think the fact is, is that there is a belief. And, and Pierre and, and everybody, I think, knows what value Shane brings to the team. You're trying to find that spot. And it's no different than Brady. We've seen it with other players. Anaheim's going through it now with Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegras. So it's something that ha- – but I get – there doesn't appear to be anything contentious. I would be more concerned if there was this contentious back and forth. I went through a situation when I was first in Calgary with Derek Morris. And, you know, Derek was a really good player for our team. But but it got to be contentious. And and you knew it was going to be a little bit longer. I, I, I don't see it this way. I don't feel that that's the way it's proceeding. And, and I think that that's positive. What the implications are in terms of the lineup, I guess people speculate. And uh, as as everybody does, fans, media, we, we look at it and go, okay, what could this mean salary cap-wise? But, you know, the, the, those are things that, you know, have to be worked at, you know, probably in, in, in the same in the same mode, you know. You got to move somebody out to get him under contract at the same time you're trying to get him under contract. Who are you considering making changes with? Those aren't easy. And certainly things appear going on in his management group or are going through right now. But but I do see positivity in the dialogue and and, and how it's being presented. But the issue is, which is different from Brady, because Brady didn't have the salary cap implications, is you can't I mean you can sign Pinto, but you have to move somebody before opening night. And so as you sitting as a GM are going, well, I don't, I'm not going to help Pierre Dorian out. He's going to have to pay up in order to make this happen. And that's the concern among fans and whatnot of what's it going to cost uh, collaterally to get this done. Well, but, but that is the job of the manager and, and, and you're going to be faced <laughs> should with it those be at that this point. Should they be here at yeah. this point, knowing that this was coming down the road? Well, I don't know if it should or shouldn't be, but, you know, when you're trying to improve your team and, and as a manager, you phone another manager and you say, okay, listen, I, I really want I really want Bobby Ryan on my team. And, you know, they go, okay, that's great. Well, we want Jason York. And you go, ooh, like, you know, that's going to deplete my blue line. You know, that makes me weaker on the blue line, but I know I'm getting stronger up front. And, and that's the balance managers are dealing with every day. Yeah, we're dealing with it now on a salary cap situation and contractually. And, and that's, but that's what Pierre has to deal with. And it, it, it's not that he didn't know. It's just he probably wanted it settled a little bit earlier, but there's going to be a cost like not only financially to sign in Pinto, but also how you free up a, a roster spot in the salary cap space. And to do is minimize that cost to the greatest extent possible. Brent, you're right. The managers, you know, I always joke about managers, you know, you're sitting there in the life raft and it's starting to take on water and <laughs> you think they're throwing you a life raft or a life jacket. And what they're throwing you is an anchor and <laughs> no manager's ready to help you. And then that is the case. And Pierre knows that, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to navigate through this. And it, it's September 28th. I like their chances to, 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 to minimize the cost, and, and we're not talking, it'll cost them a good player, no question about it, but Shane Pinto on the lineup, I think, uh, is really important for the for the Senators, and I, I think that outcome is the key here, and certainly, you know, the, the cost, uh, th- th- there will be cost to it. Would you be willing to part with a first-round pick and a player off your roster? 
Well, it depends who the player is. Uh, well, so, I'll say Matthew he, Joseph. He's the easy target at the moment. Yeah, he is. And, well, we all we all do the math, right? We look at a number that could work for Shane and, and, and the number that's there, right? So, I, I mean, personally, you know, I, I think if a team is is getting a Matthew Joseph, and I'll use him specifically, you're, you're getting a good solid player on a good contract that can do a lot of different things. I don't necessarily feel like a couple of teams might say, you got to give me a first round draft pick. I, I think where Pierre has to get to, and he will get there, is understanding, okay, do, do teams understand the value of Matthew Joseph? And, and you can ask for anything you want. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. And I think there's enough reasonable teams out there where he can make a deal where, it, it, where the cost is not going to be excessive. I, I, I do believe that. Well, last night he looked like a first-rounder with his two goals, and he was probably the best <laughs> player on the ice for the Sens. So maybe maybe he's helping his cause here. Um, okay, Josh Bailey on a PTO, 1,000 games. We all know how, how good he has played over his career. He was wearing an A last night, and I'm just curious, am I reading too much into this? Is it just because he's a veteran guy, or is this a chance that we're likely to see Josh Bailey signed in Ottawa over the next couple of weeks? The first thing I would say uh, about it is it, it, it's respect for a player that has a thousand games in the NHL. And, and, and I think if you want to bring players in on a PTO and, and you want to say to them, you have a legitimate chance to make our team, you have to show them the respect. And uh, you, you're not going to get players to come in on if they're just kind of in and out. And Josh has had, had a solid career. He adds a lot of different things. I think he can add some real positive things to the Ottawa Senators playing obviously different role and deeper down the lineup, but somebody of, of, of his stature, of, of his experience, you treat them with respect. And I, I, and would it be, I think number one, it's a sign that we're going to treat our players that way. And number two, Josh Bailey has earned that respect. And I, I think that's incredibly important because you're not just saying that about Josh Bailey. You're also letting every other player out there, the young players, the, 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 the players that are established, that we're going to respect players of this stature. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's. I, I think he's. I think he's getting a spot, Craig. Like I just think with <laughs> with with all the with all the because you know what it is. I always say this: you just need one person in the league to like you, right? <laughs> That's all you need. And you look at his history with Jack Capuano. You look at his history back in junior with DJ Smith, and he's a pretty useful player. As you said, you can go up and down the lineup. It'd be better if he was a centerman, but he's looked pretty good so far. Well, Jason, you talked about going up and down the lineup. I think it's really valuable. You know, you got a 23-player roster. You know, there's going to be times when you're, even within the course of a game, but injuries. Josh can play left wing. He can play right wing. He can play with good players. Can, can he sustain playing up in the lineup for long periods of time? Probably not at this period of his at this time of his career, but you can put him up there, and he he knows how to play with good players, and he can handle the different challenges. You you go into a tough game, and you know, okay, Josh, you might you might ask him to play fifteen minutes instead of eleven or twelve, and you know he can handle it because of all that experience. And with a team that is still relatively young, somebody that can, I mean, keep in mind. The, the New York Islanders were in the conference final for two consecutive years. He, he's been deep in the playoffs. And, you know, and obviously the familiarity you talk about with Jack and DJ, like I, I think players like that, if they show a capability to still contribute, I, I think there's real value in, 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 those, in, in Josh and, and, and in recognizing it and, and having him as part of your group. I, I, I think there's only positive to having Josh Bailey on your team. Yeah. I think there's a, and I just saw Twitter again. Um, I think there's a belief that the, and I think the fans are expecting more than what the organization is expecting from him. When you bring in a player at that age that has been up and down a lineup in his career, has played at everything, you're looking for a plug and play player. You're also looking for experience. You're looking for a player that can calm things down in the mm -hmm. room. A little more help for Drew, right? With a guy that's in, you call him an old salt. He's younger than me, but you got to say that now. Um, he, <laughs> he he brings a lot of different elements to your team. Like you look at what Derek Broussard did in, in his role last year. It's the same thing. So I think people were looking for a big showing out of him and a, and, a, and putting points up and offensive flair. And that's not what the organization is bringing him in for. So I think you need to understand that. He's, he's a guy that... Maybe you're 13 forward at nights and maybe you're six forward on others. He's just a guy that you can move. And 
I want people to understand that because that's that's the role that he's going to play in this organization. I, I agree with you, Bobby. And and I think part of that too, people want to say about the individual points, it, it's what the team's trying to accomplish, like, like as a whole. And and I think he'll contribute to a team getting more wins. And for, for players that can understand that like, okay, you know, in those hard times when, when you have a calming, experienced voice, don't worry, guys, it's okay. We'll get through this. That, that becomes really, really important. And, you know, he, he helps other players get points. So I, w- w- so much of the time we want to take it down, oh, he's only got – but what else has he contributed? What else has he contributed to help, you know, other players be better and ultimately the team being better? And, and you just made that point, and I, I concur with you that, that Josh adds value. Don't measure it in his individual stats – Measure it in all the other things that he can do in a game. Right. Very true. Very true. Uh, what's your assessment on Ottawa's goaltending duo? Uh, some would argue, well, we'll argue because I'll, I'll take the uh, positive side. I think it might be the second best tandem in the Atlantic behind Boston. I like your use of the word tandem, Brent. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you start goaltending now, I mean, Vasilevsky's having eight, eight uh, surgery on his back. You have to believe that the, the wear and tear of playing so much, you know, contributed somewhat to that. There's, I mean, I don't know how anybody could, could conclude otherwise. So what you're trying to do now in the NHL is just try to have a tandem, really capable goaltending that, that eases the pressures. A lot of times, you know, one goalie, if he's your backup, is going to have to play on the back-to-back in challenging games. You don't want to have to put your goaltenders in the spots where – you know, like they're asked to do more than they may be physically capable, even mentally capable at that point in time. And I'm talking about the the fatigue. Fatigue isn't just physical. It's the wear and tear of going through it. And Anton Forsberg has shown that he can be a really good goaltender. I think he'll benefit from Corpusalo's presence. I think Corpusalo will benefit from Forsberg. It also gives Sogard a really good chance to play a lot of games in Belleville. And to be, he, he looks promising. He, uh, to me, I've watched him since he was in Medicine Hat, young goaltender. His progression has been really significant. So I think the goaltending tandem extends through the organization. I think that those, like, is Corpus Allo a clear-cut 55-game uh, a season goaltender? Is Forsberg? I don't think either one of them are. But if they're, if they're 45, 35, or even, even if it's a – I think that's good. For the Ottawa Senators, and I think that you, you know you want you want consistency and stability in the net. The Vegas Golden Knights showed that last year. All three of their goaltenders, Aiden Hill, Laurent Brossois, and Logan Thompson, they had injuries at different points. They all played well. They all played well. Now the defense was better in front of them, and that goes back to the team. You know, you, we we talked about the seven D men. I include Clevin in that right now. He may start in Belleville, but. The depth of the defense also helps the goaltender. So it's an extension all the way through. And, and again, that's why I'm so bullish on the Ottawa Senators. I don't think it's just about, oh, while well, they're young, they're ready. I, I think they're built right. And I think they're built nicely to, to, to have success in the different positions and ultimately overall with the group. Vladimir Tarasenko, how's he going to do? Is he a big question mark for you? No, I think but I'm going to go back to what Bobby said about uh, Josh Bailey. You just have to look at what – be realistic about what, about what Vladimir can do. Vladimir is a, is, is, an, is a really good goal scorer. Is he going to score 50? No. But start thinking about where he plays in the lineup, how, how you give depth. You know, for DJ and the coaching staff, you know, they can get him some some good matchups, and, and he can take advantage of matchups. He's, he, he's got that offensive flair. He's, he's a really smart offensive player with an excellent shot. But if Vladimir Tarasenko comes in and gets 30 goals – I think it's really good. You have Drake Batherson. You have players that stood. So we talk about Kachuk, Giroux. They have more than enough offense. You don't need Vladimir to come in and give you this this 50-goal season. Just come in and give us really good, strong play like you've done. He's obviously won. He's got winning experience. He's been good in the playoffs. To me, that's a nice addition. It's a one-year contract. I think that that's really nice for Vladimir Tarasenko and the Ottawa Senators. You know, we know where the money is in the system or where it isn't. Next year, it's going to open up with the cap going up, which is really good. But for this year, 
I think it's a really nice addition for the for the Ottawa Senators for for a lot of different reasons. The other thing about Vladimir, he's not going to be intimidated. And and by that, what I mean is the challenges of being a good team and the challenges of helping a a, a group be really good. He's up for that, and he's demonstrated that. And I think that becomes really important as well. Do okay. So then, do the Sens? I don't want to keep you much longer. I know you're busy, man. Do the Sens have? Any weaknesses that you see in their lineup, or what is the biggest one? What what I would say is, and and this comes back, you know, not just to the players. Mike Johnson and I have talked about this, not just to the players, but also to the coaching staff. You know, it's one thing to improve your goaltending; it's one thing to be deep on on the uh, on the blue line, but 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 I think they they have to really be focused in on, on just being better, just a little bit more detail on the defensive side of things. The, the you, you know how you're going to play in your own zone. And, and, and I think that, you know, I do, I think DJ and, and the coaching staff can, can get that in, in, instilled. Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't have any question about it, but emphasize it, emphasize the importance of it and where it's going to pay off down the road. Because now as you move into this next, you, what, what I would call this next period of time for the senators, you know, you're trying to round out a lot of the different areas of your team. We know they can score. We know they're deeper. Well, now this is just the one area. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a weakness, but I would say is a point of emphasis and a point of emphasis for the coaching staff and the players. Reinforce it, commit to it. And I think they, I don't have any reason to believe they can't have success, but it's going to take an emphasis and a commitment, you know, all the time. Like that, and there's nights it's not going to work and you just have to recognize. But that, that commitment, I think that'll make them really good. I, I go back to New Jersey. That's what Lindy was able to do in New Jersey. And and the players, you know, embraced it. He emphasized it. They had lots of success. And I, I think the same thing can happen in Ottawa. Yep, that started well for Barry, uh, for Lindy. Eh? The first two games into the season, they were chanting yeah. fire, Lindy. <laughs> yeah, by the that? end, they apologized. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. That's one of the great ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. You got to love uh, it, though, because yeah. the fans did recognize. I mean, I mean, I was watching that game when they said, we're sorry. I, like, it was, it was, and Lindy was quite open about it. He goes, yeah, well, I kind of need, like, you know, you, I mean, Lindy could say, I didn't hear it. He heard it. He knew about oh, it. Yeah. And, you know, Oh, and I, I and I think that you know it's a, it's a nice recognition that uh, hey we were wrong and you know look at what Lindy's done for our team. Craig, I, I really think New Jersey is going to miss Andrew Burnett a lot though. He he brought a lot of value to that coaching staff. Obviously, look at he's he's now the head coach of the National Predators, but that's a big loss. It is, and you know, teams lose players, they lose coaches, and and valuable members of of, of of the team, and I include coaches in that. So, you know, now what what's incumbent is it's incumbent upon Lindy. Lindy's got tons of experience in the league. He knows lots of people. Who who are we bringing in? What are we going to emphasize? What's your strength? Again, we talk about strengths. So Andrew has some really unique strengths, and I agree with you, Jason. I think the world of Andrew. Obviously, Barry Trotz does too. And I, I look at it, so what Lindy now, you're not going to replace Andrew per se, but okay, what do we want in our, in, our, in our coaching staff? What do we need for that person or persons to come in to really help us continue on the path that we were on? And if you're trying to get Andrew Burnett, you're not going to do that. So, and I think Lindy's experience affords him uh, the opportunity to, to get it settled and understanding where it's at. And we'll see how it unfolds, but I, I think for Lindy and his experience, that, that that's really beneficial when you lose somebody such as Andrew Burnett. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is there a follow-up to that, Yorkie? No, I was just, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Um, (laughs) Just came to mind. I'm going to Nashville tomorrow, Craig. I got a uh, big party in Nashville, 50th birthday. So uh, that's why I thought of it. You better hope the uh, the weather changes, pal. Hey, are we meeting up, by the way, Bob? We going for a coffee? Saturday? Can we discuss this later? Yeah, yeah let's do yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know Craig loves going to Nashville. <laughs> I do, Jason. I was just there for the draft and everything. It's going to be a little cool. Hopefully, it's not raining when you're there and you can enjoy the time. I mean, both, bo- both of you know, I- I'm amazed. When Nashville came in the league, in, in 1998, Bobby, you came in a little bit later. But look, like even when you came in the league, Bobby, you know there wasn't much in downtown Nashville. No. I mean, there was the Embassy Suites and the Hilton, and and to go there now and to see how 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 the downtown core is, is just picked up. It's lively. They got so much going on. It, it it's a fantastic it's a fantastic city. I was talking to Hal Gill at the draft, and he just said like they love hockey. They've embraced it. And yeah. we, we talk about expansion in the league. Bobby, you played in Anaheim. You know, I, I was with Minnesota when we moved down to Dallas. You know, you start to think about, you know, people say, oh, expansion. It, it's worked. Oh, it's worked. <laughs> it's worked. It's worked. And not only that, it's the players' favorite now, too, Nash Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went Max from a... Right. It went from a room service city to a rookie party city in in yeah. five years. <laughs> taxes are sure hey, hey, Bob, you don't mind the taxes there either. No, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, t- uh, two last questions. I always say the last question ends up being five, so let's go with two. Um, and I'll take a question from Corey Hill, who's in the chat, and says, who is going to be top defenseman for the Ottawa Senators this season? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're giving me a pretty good, uh, good uh, selection group here. I mean, I mean, I, we know it's three players. I think Thomas Shabbat will benefit by having less ice time. We know how good Jake Sanderson is going to be. I, I think Jacob Chikrin, you know, being in Ottawa, I, you know, he's talked about changing his, his training. Jacob has always been dedicated to training. He, he's talked about changing his training to, to get through the challenges and the rigors of, the, of a regular season. So if I had to expect one player to really, you know, establish himself, and that's nothing against Thomas or Jake because they're terrific players, I'd be watching for Jacob to really show – you know, the, his capabilities. I, I don't think there's any question he can score 20 goals. He's shown that. He, he, he's a presence on the blue line. And I think a healthy Jacob Chikrin can, can really be a significant player and, and really kind of be at that level where, you know, there's excitement. Not, not just, not that there is an excitement for Jacob, but excitement that they're like, wow, are we ever lucky to have him? Yeah. He looked pretty good in Toronto the other night with two goals, including yeah. the uh, overtime winner. That's for sure. Uh, that's last good. question. Uh, our good friends at Patano have the Sens uh, over under at 90.5 points this season. Would you take the over or the under? I'm taking the over big time. The New Jersey Devils had 69 points two years ago. They went to 112. The Ottawa Senators had 86 last year. 4.5 more points, not a chance. I think they'll have over 100. Wow. Oh, I like I love it. it. I- Love so any, uh, we'll be giving you the key to the city next week, Craig. Just stop by the city hall and <laughs> yeah, pick that up on your way out. <laughs> hey, I think it's great. I know Michael Landlauer. I've known Michael Landlauer for a long time. He's been part of the NHL. He's had success in the American League at the OHL level. He, he's always had the dream and the goal of owning an NHL team. I know how excited he is. I know how honored he is to be part of the Ottawa Senators. And and I just see a, a partnership and, and and call it a marriage between Ann Lauer and the Senators in the city of Ottawa. 
so happy to see Cyril Leader back. I mean, this is a phenomenal person. So when I look at everything that's unfolding here, for not just the Senators, not just their fans, but the city of Ottawa, I, I, like I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that I'm seeing happening there. And I, I, and I know Ottawa Senators fans are excited too. And it, it, it's exciting times. And I don't think the Senators are going to disappoint. I really don't. Yeah, I'm with you on Fantastic. that one. Fantastic. Love uh, it. When, if you'd like to come coach, uh, we'd like to have your enthusiasm <laughs> on the bench. They need one more coach. There's only four on the bench right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. And, and, and remind, we all have to know our roles. So I was in Dallas and I was managing the uh, our farm team in Kalamazoo. And so Bob Ganey said to me, he goes, now listen, he goes, you're here to support the coaching staff. You're here to make sure you're not going to sit up in the press box and coach. He goes, if you want to coach, he goes, I'll be happy to put you behind the bench. He goes, but keep in mind, I don't like your chances to be a successful coach. I've kept that in mind over the years. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You can be a mental skills coach as far as I'm concerned. So there you go. There you uh, go. Yeah. Craig, we appreciate your time. It's always good to see Thank you. you. Uh, I, I hope uh, we can get you back on during the season. It's fun to chat with you, my friend. Hey, Brent, anytime. You know what? Uh, uh, you introduced me. I feel strongly about our relationship. You're, you're good people. Jason and Bobby, you know, you guys are doing great work. I know how much you care about the Ottawa Center. So you want me back on? Just ask. Uh, the answer will be yes. All right. Thank see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there go, there goes Craig quick there. What a <laughs> beauty. What, yeah. He's uh, like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> yeah. Never mind, Brent. Got to go. Hey, how Here's about the, uh, that was quick. Over 100 points without hesitation. He didn't, yeah. Yeah. He didn't even hesitate. No hesitation. Yeah. He's all in. And I, I love that. Listen, if they had 86, like we're not talking a big jump here. No, no. You think about the amount of close games they lost in, and then oh my. think about the amount of close games. And then on top of that, think about the man games that they lost. It's not okay. A, it's not. But here's the thing. If they don't have, I don't think if they don't have Shane Pinto and if, and if Josh Norris is not a hundred percent, I think this may be a little bit of a slow start here. And we, God, we know no, they no, don't no. need a slow start. There's, there's no slow start coming. There, uh, no, I, I don't okay, think but, it's coming. And to, to but, Bobby's point, to Bobby's point, they put up 86 points playing their sixth goalie in the system yeah. with Chikrin out, with Shabbat out, with Norris out. Like everybody was hurt and they still got the 86 points. I don't think over 100 points is. Is far fetched. I don't think okay. it's a reach. I really okay, don't. But once they were out, they started to play hard. Yeah, but they were so they were winning games and in games with a pretty well an American League lineup with a few like you know Stutzler was playing. Stutzler was playing still, well over twenty minutes a night. It was crazy, crazy. But would you not play Tim Stutzler twenty minutes a night? I yeah, think he finished with 21 minutes a night. Yeah, you can't do that over 82 games. So it's no. it's, it's going to be different. But to, to, I just think it's it's health. goal. It's The number one thing is goaltending. Goaltending yeah. is yep. so much better to start the year off. And you show me a good team, I'll show you a good goal. You're a good tandem. That's yeah. like it's, that's number okay. one reason why you win in this league, goaltending. And, I'll, and in saying that, if you're DJ Smith, you're sitting down with your top six guys offensively and saying, okay, we have a little more to go around this year, right? What's your sweet spot? The numbers and minutes that you want to play. What, what gets you to this, to the state where you're not feeling like you're missing parts of the game. And then, and then, you know, he explains, obviously we're going to have power plays and we're going to have special teams. How can I get you to that number? And that number that the player said is always a little bit higher than the coach probably thinks, right? <laughs> when they always used to ask me, I'd say 18. 18 is the number and you come in around 16 and you know that I always went in higher because I'm like, well, you want to be on the ice and whatever. <laughs> um, but you, you have, I'm guessing that they've had that dialogue of how to spread the wealth around to get those guys all to the comfortable numbers. And they also probably told Timmy, we can't do that to you for 82 games. There will be nights that you're going to play 21, but there's nights that you're going to play 14 if you're not at your best and we have second and third line that's rolling, whatever it might be. So it's going to be a give or take. And I think there's as long as they have dialogue around it, they'll be fine. Yeah. I believe under the DJ system that Tim Stutz is going to play 30 minutes a night. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> just, I, Tell me I'm wrong. Get it, out of here. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got some more questions. Today, okay. uh, Josh Norris at practice, uh, by the way, who's uh, cleared for contact. Won't play Friday in Winnipeg, but says he's close to, according to Ian Mendes, close to suiting up for a preseason game. Quote, hopefully within the next week or so, I think we have five left. The plan is for sure to get in to at least one or two games. Uh, Bobby, is this uh, a concern? No, and I'm 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 not saying I'm saying that having no real knowledge of the situation outside of what we know that it was a tweak. He tweaked something. You have a player that missed a year, right? It, let's not force him into anything. Let's let's make sure that the tweak is taken care of. Let's make sure that he feels comfortable putting a Jersey on that says more than no contact. Let's feel that he's getting you. You have to go out and you have to have some incidental contact in practice to know that you can do it in a game mm -hmm. or else you're going to get thrown to the wolves and he goes into a corner and somebody tweaks again. And now you're looking at this. So I think they did everything right. And they handled it right by the player that you gave eight, 64 million sheets to and get mm -hmm. a game in and let the, let's hit the ground running, but let's not worry about preseason for a guy that's missed a year. Okay. Fair. I'm, I'm, I'm mild. I'm mildly concerned because I thought he would have been boots on the ground running and ready to go from day one. So I'm a, like, I'm, I'm, am I really concerned? Not really. Cause I do agree with Bob. You want to, you want to bring it in slowly. I was just hoping the non-contact jersey wouldn't have been on. It would have been start camp perfect, but tweaked yeah. it. Not the end of the world. I've had shoulder surgery before and it does take a while. Like it's, it's, just to, you just got to get confident and you got to like, there is no sense in rushing. I'd like to see him get in more than one game though. I, I'd like yeah. to see him get, I'd like to see him get two or three at least. But um, you know, once, once he's back, like he, from all accounts I'm hearing, he's in great shape. He's ready to go. Little tweak. I'm just yeah. mildly concerned because I was hoping uh, there wouldn't have been a tweak. Okay, my, my, my guess though, is that he's like a bird dog pulling at the chain and for they're sure. saying he yes. is. And they're saying, no, no, no. We know you're 98%. We need you at 104 yeah. before we expose you. That's all. That's all I think it is. Now, yeah. there is a chance the game is in Winnipeg that he's making a very veteran decision here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you know what, Coach? I don't think I'm quite ready with the Winnipeg travel. I would be. I tried from the day one of training camp every year. What is it? <laughs> I told Bob Jones. I think it was Bob. I said 100 grand. <laughs> 100k to get me out of this game i also so, we used to do that drill the one drill and i lined up I, I think it was davis Payne, and we we're it was a it was one of the worst drills ever you know the drills yorkie that when you, they're flow drills to start the game or practice yep. you pass it yep. across you skate across you get it yep. back you go shoot and we did this one monotonously for six months and i finally got up to the front of the line and i said i'll give you 50 grand if i never do this drill again in my life <laughs> <laughs> and so i i think it was Peter that was like hold on let me go talk to somebody and get this oh, sorted out yeah. <laughs> i'll yeah. take 50 blow yeah. the drill down right now um oh. My concern is with Norris because it, you guys are both players. You understand as a media person, I get it too, that perhaps we're not being told the entire truth. Mm. Let's not, let's not pretend that you guys have never come out and go, you know what? Ah, it's just, I'm day to day. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It's just a tweak. No, I never and did sometimes that. Sometimes it's a little worse than it should be. <laughs> There's yeah, always I don't a possibility. There's always, yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't think there's anything more to it right now. All right. I I, re I really don't. Um, I, I think it's just that and just being precautious. Um, okay. And hey, why are we picking on Winnipeg all the time? It's not that bad this no, time. No, no, no. It's the travel. It's the, it's the trip. It's the, trip. It's the, it's the trip. flying there day of and flying back day of. Hey. That is a long haul. Yorkie, I, 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 I took walked. a picture one year when I got home from that road trip. I took a picture that of the, I got in bed at five. 40 in the morning oh on the way home yeah and they're like hey you can have the day off and i'm like thanks <laughs> yeah i'll get up and I'll I, take the dog for a walk and i'll go back to bed and see you. what a day off <laughs> i did it i did a game there i don't know a couple of years ago in february and we walked to the rink and i think we were outside for maybe a total of five minutes um the guy i was doing the game with hannah ryan sing there he has the big beard. His beard had like icicles in it. That's how cold it was. And that was like being outside for a total of five minutes. Like it was na nasty. Yeah, it's 
Yeah. No, this is not the city. This is just purely that day of travel. Yeah, I'll get you. Uh, all right. So um, just quickly before we go, speaking of uh, our good friends at Botano, I'd just like to get our ad reads in before we get uh, fired. Um, <laughs> it always seems to be appropriate. Uh, this show is always uh, proudly presented by our good friends at Botano. Uh, go to Botano, download the uh, state-of-the-art app, uh, get in on all the action, same game parlays. Again, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, right now the odds-on favorite to win the Vesna. I would probably go and pick someone else if I were a betting man. <laughs> Um, all that and more at Botano plus uh, the Sens 90.5 uh, points on the season. Take the over according to Craig Button. But all that and more at Botano where the game starts now. Don't forget Saturdays, 9 p.m. Trivia Nights, uh, hockey, uh, for, sorry, football trivia. Uh, and as always, uh, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc., heavy civil general contractors. Uh, they will take care of all your aggregate needs. Call them 613-432-1120. Also equipment rentals, uh, custom crushing and screening. All kinds of the good stuff when you uh, are in the Ottawa Valley. Uh, they help to shape the Ottawa Valley. BEI. Go to BEI.com. All right. Uh, the other thing is Brady Kachuk, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, took a stick just above the eye. It was a deep cut, uh, apparently requiring stitches. Uh, he's going to miss a couple of days of practice. He's not going to Winnipeg or uh, playing Winnipeg, uh, but should be fine. Uh, for the rest of the preseason, especially when they begin that road trip uh, out to the East Coast, which everybody always looks forward to, that's for sure. And I should point out, um, uh, tomorrow's game, by the way, is in Ottawa versus Winnipeg. It's next week, October the 5th, that they're right, in Winnipeg. Yeah. No, uh, that's on me. So anyway, um, there are a couple of banged up boys, but that's like this is a team. What have you seen, I should say, from the three preseason games? And I know they're preseason games. Have you seen individuals that have stood out to you? Like, I really like the play of Dominic Kubalik. Uh, yeah. For someone that we don't really know, if you will, I yeah. thought he was really good. I think he's been really good in the two games. And I think Matthew Joseph was, as I said, I think the best player on the ice last night, which is probably not what everybody needs to see right now because they all, like, he's got to go. Wait a sec. He's pretty good. We maybe want to keep him. Um, is there anybody that's really stood out to you guys? For me, Sokolov was good. Um, yep. I actually like I, I like I, I like Clovin's game. Um, I think once he settles in and the game slows down just a little bit for him, I think he's going to be a very serviceable defenseman. I'll let Yorkie speak on D man. Um, mm -hmm. And I like Schmeckel's game. Oh yeah, Schmeckel. I like it apparently. Schmeckel. Yeah, Schmeckel. <laughs> okay. Uh, I liked <laughs> his game too. I actually I liked his game too. Is it good enough though? Is it Man, good enough to knock Parker Kelly or someone else out of the lineup? Like, I don't know that his skating is good enough, but I'm not an NHL coach by any stretch. Probably not yet, but give it, I mean, we still have five games. Let's, let's yeah. have a big, let's get a bigger window. Um, yeah. Cause you're playing yeah. on adrenaline for game one, especially for him. Parker Kelly is not playing on adrenaline, but he's, he works his ass <laughs> off anyway. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him get two to three, maybe even the, into that fourth game, Yorkie, yeah. where you're making decisions on a few guys. I, when you look at that trip, uh, there's going to be some guys going back to back, you know, in that third line, fourth line role while things kind of carve themselves out. So a little early for me to make that statement that it's good enough to push somebody out, but he yeah. did himself favors in the game. And so did two or three other guys. Totally agree. Totally agree. But just, I've liked, Wally, you, you kind of stole my thunder there. I, I've been really impressed with Kubalik and, mm. When they when they first made that trade, I'm like, this is a guy that's going to come in really motivated on a one year deal, and he's going to be in a top six spot. And I think he can. I think he's he he scored twenty on a very bad Red Wings team. Now you put him with some better players, and okay, so Tarasenko signing. Yeah, I I agree with what Craig said earlier. He's he's been a really good player, but there's a part of me that says, man. I would have liked to have seen Kubalik getting a little more of what we're talking about for Tarasenko because then you'd have then you'd have that money for Pinto right now, <laughs> and, then, right. and then you'd and you'd still have another two and a half million to bring in another really good depth player. I know it's woulda coulda shoulda, but I'm just I scratch my head on that one, and I wonder why didn't you just do that. Like then you wouldn't be in this pinch. Then you wouldn't you wouldn't be in this situation. And no disrespect to Tarasenko because he does add a lot. 
But I would have loved to have seen Kubalik with that opportunity. He's still going to get one, but it's he's not going to get the looks Tarasenko is going to get, at least to start the year off. But, man, that, that just would have solved so much headache, and we wouldn't be in this pinch with Pinto right now. So, yeah, I loved Kubalik. And, and the other thing, I, I think Jacob Chikrin's are really good, too. The goals aside, just looks confident and uh, looks ready for a guy that is totally ecstatic to be playing in his hometown. Kind of I really like the two of them together look really good. Like him and they Shabbat, did. where they can, they can both play each side, right? They're like, well, you just yeah. take that guy or do it. And I and and I and like Jake Sanderson too, he's built off what he's done. Like he looked great okay. in that game. So um yeah, no, I just with Kubalik, I just I just scratch my head on that one. I'm like, would have liked to have seen it, but here we are. I'm sure they'll figure something out with Pinto uh, eventually. Uh so I don't know how much you guys have been able to see games, but uh, JBD, Jacob Bernard Docker. He, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about his game. Uh, I, and I know he's young and I know he's got to develop because I think because we were expecting him to come in like Jake Sanderson yeah. and maybe not that high, but certainly it was a high, high. He, he was rated very high when he came here. I don't see him progressing quick enough it's and that, it's, that's and that's my only point and yorkie i'm going to say this because i've said it all along a defenseman in the nhl takes longer to develop so i'm just not sure uh that he is i think he's going to get past that's my problem that's my concern i should say yeah i'm just i'm just trying to scroll to his ice time right here for last night uh, uh, uh here's the thing with with players and it's 20 minutes defense. two seconds he was one assist he had two missed shots Okay. Well, that's, that's it. If he would have played 12 minutes, I would have said, well, it's tough to get into rhythm when, when you're only playing 12 minutes, but 20 minutes is a, is a really nice number to play as a defenseman. It's you're into the flow of the game. I just think it's the league slows down for you as a player. Once you've been around a few, you've, you've went around like what Jake Sanderson did last year is not normal, especially for that's the problem. That's right. the problem, and and and, ja and Jacob <laughs> yeah. Bernard Docker is not at the same skill level as a Sanderson. Sanderson's just he's an elite skater, an elite thinker, and he was that's why he was drafted so high. Jacob Bernard Docker, at least in my opinion, is going to be if he has a career, he's going to be probably a five six, maybe a chance to break in after maybe four or five years into a top four, but he's coming into a much different situation. Yeah. There is zero chance he's going to be a top four defenseman. So he knows coming into camp, he's battling for that six, seven spot. And there's pressure. Like there's a lot of pressure to get in there and, and, and get that job. So I'm sure he's feeling that. So he's just has to calm down and he has to remember what he needs to do to be successful as a player. And that's for me and watching him, it's just keeping it simple. You get it on your stick. It's right up to the forwards. It's blocking shots. It's having a good stick. It's closing gaps. You don't want to see flash from him. You just want to see steady Eddie because that's what he's going to be in his career. And I think he will be. It just takes a while. People need to pump the brakes because yeah, sure. like, I'll look at my own. I, I played three and a half years in the minors. I eventually became a top four. But right now, the game is so fast for guys like that. It's going on a million miles an hour. And it'll eventually slow down, but it just takes reps. It just takes time. And, and the senators know that too. Their development guys are great. Like Sean Donovan, Jesse Winchester, Wade Redden's in town. They're probably telling them the same thing. Just relax, yeah. play your game uh, and good things will happen. The only way, you know, a good defenseman play, a, de a young defensive defenseman played well is if you're not talking about him, right? <laughs> exactly. We don't want to hear we, You don't want, you don't even want to bring his name up because it's usually going to be a negative. If he's doing his job, <laughs> We're not talking about him. Then you go, you know what? He played 20 minutes. He got on the board and where his exit passes clean. Did he, did he, did he take away time and space and did he create or did he clean up some mistakes? Boom. That's it. That's all you want. Yeah. Uh, also, I like him. I like him. Wally. I, I think, there's yeah. some, I think, I think there's something there. I think he's got leadership. He's, I think he's going to be smart. a good, def he's going to be a good defensive defenseman. Just, if it doesn't happen now, it's doesn't. You don't have to be worried about. It. I do think he'll start the year with Ottawa, but uh, hey, slow and steady wins the race. You mean Belleville? No, I, he's, I he's on he, a one way. I think he's starting yeah. here. I, 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 I think Clevin will be the guy because I think yeah. Clevin needs he needs pro reps, like yeah, and and money talks too. They'll be right up against the cap, so right. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. 
by the way, Tarasenko looks like he is going to take Brady's spot in the game tomorrow uh, alongside Stutzel and Giroux. So that'll be interesting to see that. Uh, right about now, up. right about now, he's going, Brady, you rat. <laughs> <laughs> you dog, you. <laughs> yeah. Based on uh, based on the roster and today's lines, that's what it looks like. Um, yeah. Before He's we go, there, I, Kirsten in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to point out uh, we had on on our social media a chance to win four tickets to the Ottawa 67s home opener, which is tomorrow night. Uh, giving away four tickets, and I just want to say the winner of that is uh, I'm going to have to pronounce this properly in my French. Mathieu Langto. Uh, we will get. Uh, I'll reach out to you shortly with uh, contact info mm -hmm. so we can get you those tickets. So Matthew Langto. Uh, Langto. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see. Uh, so anyway, uh, congrats to him. We'll uh, we'll take care of that. So oh, uh, enjoy the game. We, before we go too, well, I got I need I got a shout out. A long a long long time listener to the show. Uh, helped him out with his. Uh, he's at Saint of X University. Helped him out with his sports management course. We did a little Zoom call the other day. Derry McGinnis listens to the show all the time. From Antigonish, Nova Scotia. Yeah, it doesn't miss the show, say. Derry, keep listening, bud. Love all the Maritimers in our show, uh, just because it's near and dear to my heart. So uh, have you ever, by the way, either one of you, I'm going to assume Bobby, no, ever had dulse, D-U-L-S-E. It's basically dried seaweed, uh, salted. No. Uh, okay, I'm going to see if I can get you some to try. That's a okay. very maritime thing to have. I'll give it a go. I prefer right. I prefer lobster. Like that's a maritime, <laughs> no, that's a maritime thing. No, I, I don't have any. Thought, uh, I thought you were going to ask if I got screeched, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, ten times one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to tell me to go home. <laughs> oh, uh, There's no more screech left, Bobby. You got to go. We, we ran out of fishes. <laughs> Bob, Bob, when when I was in the minors, uh, Toronto's farm team was in Newfoundland. And we 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 played a best of seven. Oh my god, did we have fun on that road, road trip? Oh, I bet. So good. I imagine. Like that uh, maritime circuit in the AHL was fantastic. Fredericton, oh, St. John, Moncton, Halifax. Moncton. Oh, and you oh. stayed over after every game too. It was dynamite. Yeah, coaches couldn't. The coaches didn't want to get home either, eh? No, they they, they, they loved it. <laughs> All right, boys, uh, we'll see you on Monday. Don't forget, starting next week, we're up to three shows a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then uh, at some point, we may get to four. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, Yorkie, safe travels. Uh, Bobby, don't forget, you got to take care of Yorkie. In, uh, in, yeah, 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 I might Nashville pop up there. <laughs> I might have to pop up there. All right, I'll, <laughs> send, I'll send you a note. It sounds okay. good. Okay, see you see guys. You Thanks, everybody. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.